Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hello, everyone. This is Nine Bob Note. I'm Paul Isles Rush. And I'm Ken Moss. Hello, Ken. Bonjour, la Paul. <laughs> Now, before we start, I actually have a bit of housekeeping. Oh, uh, here we go. We have had some listener feedback. <gasps> it's time to open up the mailbag. <laughs> well, I say listener. He's he's only listened to two episodes. It's enough. <laughs> but it's his direct feedback on our Kylie episode a couple of weeks ago. I'm sure you can guess who the feedback is from. <laughs> Uh, Stuart, uh, my beloved husband, <laughs> uh, listened to the Kylie episode and he uh, he wasn't thrilled by the fact that you kept asking me questions about Kylie and I didn't know the answers to any of them. Call yourself again. <laughs> I know, exactly. So what he's he's offered to uh, to set the record straight in Kylie, the uh, the revenge episode, <laughs> next time we're all together. So there we are, something to look forward to. Well, Stuart, you are more than welcome aboard at any time, mate. I can just hear him rolling his eyes so hard that he puts himself in a coma. <laughs> uh, but it's your turn this week. What have you got for tonight? Manchester Pride. I think I can see where this is going, because I have a few choice words to say on this myself. <laughs> Would you like to kick us off? There's been a few things. Manchester Pride has been in the news. I say the news. <laughs> <laughs> Quite recently, there's been there's been a couple of things. First of all, they they cancelled the uh, parade this year, which fair enough, COVID restrictions. Uh, but then there's been a few things where the people, the, the Manchester Pride is a, a charity company, and the idea of the Pride organisation is that they collect the money from selling tickets to the events. They have charity buckets around the village during the event. And they collect all this money. And then the idea is it goes to various LGBT charities. One of the things that they do is they've been supporting a charity called the George House Trust. Okay. Which works in line with another another charity. And what they've been doing for years and years is putting packets in the all the bars around or the, the bars around Manchester Gay Village, packets of condom on lube, condoms mm-hmm. on lube, free. And they've been doing it as a way to sort of prevent the spread of HIV and AIDS and all that, you know, and other sinister diseases. Mm. Uh, and the Manchester Pride this year decided that they're no longer going to provide any funding for them. And that's caused a big hoo-ha. So they've had a look into the accounts of Manchester Pride. And it turns out that out of the money that they make each year, around about 3% of it actually ends up going to charity. <sighs> It's only because, bear in mind, uh, it's, strangely enough, it's not my area of expertise, Manchester Pride, but I have seen over the past week or so, again, primarily through Twitter, but uh, I've seen a BBC News report about this condoms and lube thing. And in itself, it seems like the tiniest part of it, because any sort of, I say family planning clinic, I don't know what they're called now, but uh, GUM clinic, they'll, they'll probably give you them for free. So yeah. it's, it's the tiniest part of it. But I think it was something you said about the cost of tickets. I thought you just rocked up. I didn't realise it was something, is it 70 pounds a ticket or something daft like that? Yes. I mean, it's a few years since we, since I've been, but um, it used to be, what they, what they used to do is close off the roads around the, the gay village in Manchester. Mm. And you pay, and 
I think at the start it was maybe five pounds or ten pounds, and that was you know to pay for the fences around the yeah, that's fair the enough, yeah. Um, uh, but what they've done in the last couple of years is um, they charge you to get into the gay village, but then they've got a separate event which is away from the gay village up near the train Piccadilly train mm. station, which is a completely ticketed event, and that's where all the big name acts and stuff go. And I believe tickets for that this year are around about seventy pounds. Uh, yes, and so there's a big a big thing about the the whole point of Pride. Originally, it was obviously, you know, it started with Stonewall and the, the protest. Yeah. And, you know, then when I used to go, it was just a party and it was a really nice atmosphere, a good chance for everyone to get together. But now it just seems like a big cash cow. The headline act this year, I believe, is Ariana Grande, who's been paid a huge amount. Of course. <laughs> to, to perform. <clears throat> and the, uh, the chief exec of Manchester Pride sort of said, well, you know, if the gays want people like Ariana Grande, then they're going to have to pay for it. And we can't afford to give loads of money to charity. Uh, and it's like, well, did we really ask for Ariana Grande? Mm. I can sort of see the the arguments on both sides because the, the events aren't put on for free and they do cost a heroic amount of money. But if you're going to bang on about it being for charity, you can't do it. Basically, it's a backdoor way, unfortunate choice of words, but a backdoor way of paying yourself away. And presumably, there are a lot of people work for this, in air quotes, charity. Mm-hmm. 3% is a fairly lousy amount. Yeah, I think um, off the top of my head, the figure for that, well, I don't think last year counts because of COVID, mm. but the, the, the year that the figures are most recently available for i think the amount that went to charity was something it was it was still a reasonable amount it was about one hundred and thirty thousand pounds the chief executive of the charity got paid ninety thousand. and yeah i mean you know he's he's obviously doing a job and he should get paid for it but is that justifiable when when you're working for a charity i think once you start getting about 50 or 60 grand for a ceo of a charity and a proper one not Mm. just you know save the kittens (laughs) You are starting to take the piss. The director of Oxfam gets more than the prime minister. Yeah. I think you might be on dodgy ground there, selling blouses for 50p, (laughs) and you're paying yourself 160 grand or whatever it is. That doesn't look too good. No. and I I mean, I remember going to Pride and it just being, you know, there wouldn't be massive now. You know, they, the headline act would be, you know, maybe someone who'd been on The X Factor the year mm. before or something like that. And then you'd have drag queens doing shows and like some of the village DJs and stuff. And people didn't go for big names. Big names. They just went because it was a really good, a really good party. But a really good uh, gay out. Exactly. <laughs> gay out. Just stick with me. I've just, I've got <laughs> hashtags aplenty. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just a shame. But there was a, an interview with the chief chief exec who is called Mike something, and he he said today that the reason why they've withdrawn their funding for the um, the condoms and lube charity is because in two thousand and nineteen that charity, which is a, a HIV and AIDS fundraising and awareness raising charity, they changed their focus if you will so that they it wasn't just we're supporting gay people with hiv and aids they it was we're now supporting we support anyone with hiv and aids 
And so Manchester Pride took umbrage with that and said, well, no, we're, we only want our money to go to gay people. <laughs> Which seems a slightly strange. I mean, this is about five days after the story broke. He, fi- he finally weaseled out this kind of crappy. Well, the initial, <laughs> I thought the initial um, excuse was that the, the funding has dropped by 90% because of COVID. That's reasonable enough. But surely if you, I know it's not specifically a gay disease. We have moved away from that. Mm. But if you've got, I know that it's a big fear, certainly at the moment after it's a sin, it's a big fear again within the gay community. Now, if you put a load of gays in a party, I'm going to guess that some of them are going to have sex at the end of the night. Yeah. So surely that's the best place to have condoms and lube. Yeah, which was the idea of the packs. They were just there on the bar. You didn't even have to leave leave the bar to find a, a chemist mm. or, you know, you didn't have the embarrassment of, you know, well, you know, back in the eighties or whenever it started of having to go and ask for them in, in the shop. Uh, and yeah, and they, they, it was just there because it's, it's something that is important. There will be people who'll just do it on the spur of the moment. And if they've not got anything, then they won't use anything. And it's like, and now I just don't see the point of a gay event that whittles away all the things that might make the gay event a little bit more gay in favour <laughs> of um, of basically a, a pop concert. Yeah, yeah, and that's it with the Ariana Grande and well, whoever it was that they you know that they were going to book. There's going to be people there who aren't even remotely interested and don't know anything about the origins of Pride, mm. they, and because of where this Pride <laughs> is, they won't even go anywhere near the gay village. Yeah, they'll just go straight to this Ariana Grande concert and not even think about it. And I would guess that £70 for a ticket to Ariana Grande is probably quite cheap. Reasonable now, yes. So they're getting a a concert that's essentially subsidised by all the gays who are going just because... They always go to Pride. Having never been to a one, you, <laughs> we must do a, a nine bob note on tour <laughs> and oh, go to the gay village and, and, you know, you can educate me in the ways of the gays. <laughs> but having never been to a, a Pride or anywhere near one, the vibe coming through has not been, it seems, it does seem to have all focused around the fact you've taken away our condoms and lube. <laughs> Uh, and it seems a reasonable grievance um, because it's it sort of opened the can of worms on, well, where does the money go? Yeah. And now that you've all found out, you're thinking, well, that's diminished the spirit of the thing. Yeah. There was a woman way, way back when Manchester Pride or Mardi Gras or whatever it was called, when it first got started, there was a woman who was one of the organisers who did uh, embezzle a huge amount of the, of the money and did a runner. Um, so then it was rebranded as oh, Pride, yeah, and it's all about the charity and it's all about the protest. It's all about protecting LGBT people. But then now it just sort of seems like, well, you're just sort of riding on the coattails. Like it's just, it's like you using your Oxfam analogy. Do you're know, going to a, a Pet Shop Boys concert? the Oxfam Pet Shop Boys experience. <laughs> and then your one P from the sale of the ticket goes to Oxfam. It's, like, it's just, it's a bit silly. I would have no problem if they said, look, Manchester Pride is just going to be a big party. We're going to put big names and we're going to charge £70. But don't do it in the name of charity if you're not actually going to give, mm. give money to charity. Because the big gay charity that I've always been aware of is actually Terence Higgins. Mm. 
Which I assume is still going, is it? Yes. It's, it's loud and proud. Yeah, I think it's uh, THT now. That sounds like some sort of chemical <laughs> treatment. You can't. It's on a badge. <laughs> but yes, yeah, they're, they're there. And they they usually march in the, you know, in the parade. Mm. I've only been to pride parades in Manchester, not any of the other, you know, the other big ones. But it was always really good, you know, like a really good atmosphere. And mm. people would take their kids and, you know, they'd throw, the people walking around would throw sweets and balloons and condoms at the kids. And, you know, but it was, you know, it was always a really big, you know, like a big carnival atmosphere that everyone would go to the bars afterwards and, and it just seems like by charging for all the individual segments and then, you know, everyone's going to be going the separate way. So are, are you going to the pub now? Oh, no, I've got to go back and get changed because I'm going to this Ariana Grande thing. Mm. That I paid, you know, and it just seems a bit, a little bit fragmented and not really what Pride is supposed to be about, which is bringing everybody together. Well, we've sort of reached the point where we have to decide feather or not. Manchester Pride is an important thing. <laughs> I think it's important because it it gets people together. But in the current state that it's in, I think they just need to turn around and say, look, this is just a big party. If you want to pay, then pay. If you don't, then go away. Uh, whereas perhaps London and, you know, like other places like that where it really is still, well, apart from this year, but still a march and a big... Is it yeah, Camden that they do that? Is that right? They 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 march all round. I think it starts in Hyde Park, but I might be wrong. Right, but yeah, uh, but it's still there's obviously elements that you have to pay for. But the main event is just a big thing in a park where mm. people mill around. Maybe we should get back to that. I, I think if it carries go carries on going the way it is, then people are just going to forget about it and just go somewhere else for the weekend, which would be a shame. So I will give it a three feather bowers. Got to concur from looking at it uh, with no foreknowledge whatsoever and having sort of picked through the bones of it. I'm, it's a middle of the road sort of thing, but like you say, it would seem to be more honest if they pegged it as a... I think the, the frustration and the irritation from the gay community does seem to have come entirely from the fact that it's been pegged as a charity event. Mm. And as you put it, it's more of a cash cow. <laughs> just, just be honest about it. If you're trying to make money out of it, nobody cares. No, everybody knows that Glastonbury is a money-making racket and that the Dorset Steam Fair, <clears throat> which I'm sure you're aware of, is... Um, <laughs> You know, they earn a huge amount of money a year from that. Mm. But it must cost a fortune to put on in the yeah. first place. So, fair news, it's a commercial event, you're not pretending. Yeah, that's it. No, nobody's bothered about you making a profit on these things. Nobody thinks that the guy who who runs Glastonbury does it, you know, just mm. because he enjoys having millions of people trample over his farm for the weekend. <laughs> 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 they, do it for, they do it for the money. Mm. Uh, so just say that you are doing well, it's time for Screening Queens. Uh, what have we got for this week? Well, there's only one thing that we can pick uh, for this weekend, and that is one of the best films of all time, Pride. I know of it because uh, Simon Exton has sent me a DVD <laughs> copy of it for my other podcast with him, The Extremos Experiment. Of course, I haven't watched it because I get about three DVDs a day. <laughs> What's this one about? This is set in the 80s and it's the story of a, a group of gay and lesbian people who uh, live in London. 
they're looking for a cause to get involved mm. with, uh, some, you know, something to fight for. And someone puts them in touch with a small village in, in Wales, which has a, a, a mine that's about to be shut down or has been shut down. And so they decide that that's going to be their cause. So they, they get in the bus and go over to this, this mine and it is filled with the kind of people that you can imagine in a small Welsh mining, mining town. I thought you were about to say the mine was filled with gays. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gay mine, yeah, like like in The Simpsons, oh. <laughs> the factory mine camp. <laughs> no, but they go, and the the people who live in the in the village are they, they're played by the likes of Imelda Staunton, Celia Imrie, Bill Nye, mm. and all very um, sort of stiff stiff upper lip and very anti anti everything and anti progress, and then these group of gays and lesbians turn up. Um, and it, it's a really, really nice story about how they help the village through their, you know, to sort of come to terms with the new reality of... And all this is done in a two-hour film? Yes. In Wales? And, and Yeah, and the, the, the Welsh people go to London and then and it actually ends with the first London Pride March. It's a, a true story. Obviously, it is embellishment <laughs> throughout the way. But it's a really, really lovely, heartwarming film. It's got a brilliant cast. And it's one of those that you I can watch over and over again. Well, at some point, I will be checking it out because there is a copy of it in the house. But you've just stunned me with the Wales thing. A Welsh mining village is not the first place I would go <laughs> to try and convert people to be more tolerant. No. And, you know, when they first arrive... The Welsh people are like, well, we don't need your help. You know, we, we can just get on on our own. And then obviously there's various things happen that change it. But yeah, it's it's lovely. Excellent. Well, I will uh, I will check it, check it out. But on that note, on that nine bob note. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll sign off and we'll uh, we'll see you next week with more. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Nine Bob Node featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman, and the programme was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.